a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. And thank you for listening to Story Connect, the podcast. This is Stephen Smith, your host, and I'm delighted to have as my guest today, Jim Kiefer. Jim is president of Kiefer Energy and Management Consulting, and he has 40 years experience in the natural gas and electric utility industry. Jim retired from TVA last October, and he's focused his consulting business within the energy industry and providing services such as strategic planning, marketing and customer service, energy efficiency programs, and overall management consulting. It's great to have you with us today, Jim. Thank you. Great to be here. And you'll be joining us, uh, Jim, at the Story Connect Conference uh, coming up in September, where your session will be titled Increasing Program Participation. And uh, we know you're going to cover a lot of ground there. And will be a very interesting session. Now, is it uh, common for you, Jim, to see utilities that may have several programs that they offer uh, their customers and their members, and yet they they lack a lot of participation in those programs? They may have low numbers in several of those programs, uh, lower than they should be seeing. Uh, do you see that a lot? And is that just a matter of losing momentum once they uh, launch a program? Well, I'm uh... I don't think it's a matter of uh, just not following after lunch. Sometimes I believe the uh, the real crux of the matter is what they should be seen or what they want to be seen. Um, I think lots of times that companies, the, the want part of this is more driven by the supplier, by the telco, by the electric company, whoever it is that's offering this product. And it might it might very well be something that's good for the consumer, but it might be something that's even better uh, for the for the supplier. Um, should be seen as usually something that's maybe best measured when companies benchmark themselves. And I'm seeing more and more of that. And I do believe the companies that aren't benchmarking their uh, results compared to others in similar sized markets, similar sized uh, customer makeup. Um, and and so from that you can you can see what they are doing uh, that that we aren't. As, as I think about this, one of the uh, classic example for me personally about uh, a want versus a, a should have. Um, I'm going to go back to 1998. Now I realize that um, those are the old days as we measure products and services in any way. But um, I do believe we can learn a lot from how things used to be done and, and from the from the successes. And at one point, Stephen, I, uh, in 1998 is when I moved uh, to Nashville. And when I was ready to move into my house, I was able um, to sign up for my telephone service um, over the phone, uh, which was different than a lot of the electric utilities and all the other services where you had to go in. And I wanted to sign up for a landline. That's all I wanted. Um, I didn't, I just wanted the, wanted the dial tone. And, but when I talked to the, to the people there, they offered me call waiting, call forwarding, all sorts of things. And that sounds very mundane by, by today's standard. But the bottom line on that was that I want, I called them wanting just a dial tone. I ended up buying the entire package 
uh, although I had no plans whatsoever to buy any of those services. In fact, I even bought a fax line for a dollar a month and never owned a fax machine. But the reason I did was because this nice person convinced me that I may want a fax machine sometime soon and that by paying this dollar a month, I reserved a number that was only one number different than what I had uh, what I had for my phone number. So I think the key points here are a couple of things. One, what what is the next fax machine that you and your products and services are offering today or could be offering uh, that might be good for me and is good for you and there's some some win-wins and we, we need to have those. And good results can be the enemy of great results. Uh, you can get you can get one of those areas where your uh, your results have been good. You've been hitting your goals, but the question becomes: Are your goals really really aggressive enough? Who what are others doing, and and how can you take those um, take those products and services and make them even more attractive uh, to the to the market because the market is is constantly changing. And that is a great question for us to ponder in uh, both the electric and the telecommunications industry. What is the next fax machine? What is that next product or service out there that's going to really, you know, be a game changer? Well, that's that's right. I think there's um, one example could be, and I haven't done as much research on this as as I think um, that I'd like to do, and and that I plan to do at some point. But things like the Nest, the Nest thermostat, and Google, and, and Google brings. Um, a, a brand name, and then and I'm pretty sure that Google not long ago bought the Nest thermostat, um, and the, the company and all. And once Google gets into the home, um, and, and with their Google Fiber coming into the market areas and the Google Nest, um, before you know it, um, they, they may be more than the fax machine. They, they may be the whole bundle of products and services, and Google doesn't Come into a business unless they have a have a plan and they've really thought it out and and so yeah what is the next fax machine and who is the next supplier offering the next fax machine it may not be something that we think of as being real serious today but uh, the the upside or downside depending on which side of it you're looking at it is a is a very significant issue. It's easy to get uh, excited about the next new thing and looking on the horizon, but you know there are also a lot of programs out there that have been around for years, and they still remain viable today. And I think this is especially true in the in the electric distributors uh, for, for those folks in that industry. When you look at uh, heat pump programs and energy efficiency programs and things of that nature, what are uh, what are some of the ways that the marketers uh, today can increase participation? In these existing programs, well, you mentioned uh, you mentioned one product and service that I'm very very familiar uh, with. When I came to to TVA uh, in the '97 '98 timeframe, I came in as the vice president of marketing, and at that time, TVA, like many electric suppliers then, and maybe some today, had an excess of supply. So the whole focus in my organization was promoting the efficient consumption of the of the power. Uh, so but the emphasis was on consuming. We wanted people to buy more of our product. 
uh, because we had more to sell. And the heat pumps became one of those classic examples because here in the Valley, um, there was you didn't need a marketing department to get the electric cooling market. It, 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 people were going to put uh, the cooling systems in their home, and those are going to be powered by electric in the, in the homes, and, and that's a given. But what, and nowhere near as much of a given was the, the heat pump market where you could um, get, the, get your electric consumer to buy your product and consume much more of your product in the, um, in, in the wintertime. So now you had that balancing of the load. You sold more uh, electric, uh, electricity. You were able to uh, justify the marketing incentives and the marketing programs on a heat pump based on consuming more power. Well, um, times have changed. Um, I, I joke with people that after 10 years of being the marketing vice president at TVA, we succeeded too well because I worked myself right out of the job. And, and, and TVA decided that uh, there was no, no need any longer to promote marketing programs because um, we, we didn't have that excess, excess consumption. So we didn't want to have a focus on a marketing organization and maybe um, take an issue and, and, and drive it and, and make it worse. But what we did do was uh, we, we switched department. Uh, a lot of the same people stayed. I moved on to other things, but a lot of the other same people stayed, and we became an energy efficiency department, promoting, promoting energy efficiency. Well, lo and behold, if you think about it, uh, one of the key programs that's in the energy efficiency program today is the heat pump program. And the heat pump program is now marketed as not a consumption program, but an energy efficiency program. And it's the same heat pump having the same impact, except for the fact that the heat pumps of today versus the heat pumps of 1997 have a much higher efficiency rating. Uh, the sear rating of the minimum sear rating today is um, of new heat pumps that are being built is much, much um, greater than the maximum that you could buy in 1997 and 98. So you've got a much more efficient product that's having the same impact on the electric side of the business, but now we're able to promote even higher efficiency heat pumps as being an energy efficiency program um, as compared to lots of other sorts of things like electric strip heat or any of that sort of thing. But it's, it's promoted as a energy efficiency program. And so I, I think Part of what we need to do is to make sure we understand that as the market evolves and the products evolve, it might be what some people consider to be the same thing, but you can completely market a another attribute of the product or the service and, and therefore get the target market uh, and emphasize and incentivize, which is what I believe TVA and its customers are doing today is it more and more provide more incentives for the higher efficiency of the of the heat pump. So I believe there's probably other opportunities out there, but that's a classic example of the same product being marketed with a different attribute. Hmm. Very interesting. Yes. And I think um, marketers at the electric distributors can really take a look at their services across the board with that mindset and uh, come away with some different perspectives on how to market. I think so too. I, I think there's 
the, the market itself has changed. The products and services are getting more technically advanced and with the new, um, uh, lots of new opportunities that weren't available 20 years ago, but even some things that weren't available five years ago that are coming and are, are going to be here. And so understanding more about the attributes of the products and services are there and how they benefit your customers and how they benefit you as the supplier. And I know you'll be talking some about uh, some of the new things on the horizon or in terms of uh, the data that is available uh, to marketers uh, from their system. I know you'll be talking about some of that at the uh, Story Connect during your session. But I'd like to move into uh, get you to talk about the uh, the move that we're seeing among utilities to get into what we might call non-traditional uh, services. I know that there are some new programs out there, the uh, whole new offerings that we're seeing utilities move into, particularly as we're looking at, uh, as, as we're seeing some of the electric distributors uh, moving into the telecommunications arena. Uh, what are some ways that they can boost participation in markets that really they have little or no experience in? Well, the uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, I'm more familiar with the electric distributors within the TVA service area and um, some of their uh, forays, if you will, into the um, triple play market, the internet, the phone, and the cable, cable TV. And what I would, what I would say um, is that for sure, and I believe the, you know, the local power companies were sitting in the room or on this phone call podcast with me today, uh, they they would probably agree that it, it's been a mixed bag, um, and and there is no what I can see and what others have, have told me that have been involved in this directly. There is no silver bullet in terms of of saying um, th- this works and this, this doesn't. As an example, um, the the uh, the power board Chattanooga Power Board right in Chattanooga, uh, where the conference is is being held. Uh, it has been an example of one of those organizations that has done a, a phenomenal job in promoting um, their, uh, their their triple play program. They've built out the infrastructure. They have uh, developed products and services. They've researched the market, and they've done a just a top-notch job, and, and they're being, being recognized. Um, and, and I would think People in that organization, they, they know their market. They, they know their market, and they know what it what it takes uh, to do so. They've got – I, I see others who have done very well by limiting themselves to just like the cable cable TV and then growing, having their own, their own cable TV so they can get their brand out there. Chattanooga Power Board has a powerful, powerful brand right there in, in Chattanooga. Others – can have a powerful brand by and just doing cable TV and, and running their banner across the bottom constantly so people understand who they are. The other side of that can be, and, and I won't certainly name names in terms of organizations which haven't been as successful, but you can, you can see them where their market, for whatever reason, just simply hasn't grown to the um, to the extent that they that they thought it would, it can be uh, something as simple as uh, being a, having a very transient market, having a big 
portion of their market be uh, those that are very, very mobile. And when they try to get into a business like internet and cable and um, the phone and, and all that, they're having to put infrastructure in there. And without a guaranteed market, which the electric companies have had the, um, they've been dealing with a customer base that doesn't have choice. They buy the electric product from that supplier and, and or they don't buy it. And when you're buying something where a Comcast may be your um, may be the company, a Telco may be the company that's providing that service today. There's lots of different uh, suppliers of these products and services, and now they have choice, and that's a completely different customer experience. And I, I think that some of the electric suppliers have gotten it right and are, are doing, and, but I don't believe there's something that I can share with the group today that would, or at our conference which would say, uh, this is the right way to do it, and this is the wrong way to do it. But I can surely say that um, the more and more I'm seeing folks go into these businesses in a very cautious way and make sure that they understand what they're getting themselves into. Great counsel. Well, it has been a pleasure to speak with you, Jim, in, in anticipation of the Story Connect conference coming up September 14th through 16th. You can read more about Jim and learn more about all the sessions that will be at Story Connect by visiting www.storyconnect.com. Uh, Jim, thanks for being on the program with us today. Glad to be here, Steve, and thank you. I look forward to the look forward to the conference. My guest has been Jim Kiefer. He's president of Kiefer Energy and Management Consulting, and he will be presenting at Story Connect, the conference, September 14th through 16th in beautiful Chattanooga, Tennessee. Thanks a lot, Jim. Thank you, Stephen. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.